Hi guys, it's Graham here from the podcast. Just before the podcast starts, I just want to let you know what we think. So we really appreciate every single listen that we get and we, we're doing our best. You never ever charge for anything. But we have signed up over at buymeacoffee.com forward slash EAW podcast. So there's no subscription. It's a one-time thing. You can do it at your leisure. But basically, if you want, you can gift us the price of a cup of coffee. So if you would buy us a cup of coffee, for, for listening to the podcast it's a way to do it now we would never no not a case we would never but we, we're trying our best never not demonetize but there is running costs obviously there's time there's one to help guys to give up a lot of their free time and stuff they get better mics and better quality stuff and have more time to put out better quality content now listen if you don't want to do that that is more than okay honestly we hope that you just keep enjoying the free content and and just supporting the podcast for your lessons because it really does help. We absolutely love doing it and we appreciate every lesson, every bit of feedback and everything going. So if you want, you'll find the link on our Twitter. It's pinned or on our link tree. It should be in there too. So it's www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash EAW podcast. Thank you and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Everton Army podcast. My name is John. I'm joined by Paul, and we're going to talk about our nil-nil draw this afternoon with Aston Villa at home. Um, it was a very physical and intense game. Um, but before we get into the game, we want to mention, of course, you know the the sad passing of uh, our former chairman Peter Johnson. Um, of course, you know was the chairman for our last major trophy win in 1995, um, and also, you know. Again, you know, one of one of the fan favourites and, you know, one of the biggest blues around, Billy Ingham, who, who also passed away this week as well. Um, Paul, very sad, mate, about both of these. And, and obviously our condolences go out to their family members and friends, etc. But um, have you got anything, you know, Peter Johnson, mate, you know, again, you know, the last time we won a trophy was under his uh, chairmanship in 1995. But, yeah, it's just, it's, it's always sad when you lose someone. But, um, you know, you want, you wanted to mention something about you know, in the game there today about, um, you know, what the, what they said about Peter Johnson. Yeah, mate, I just thought um, the way it was sort of announced before the game was was a touch poor. I know he's a bit of a marmite figure amongst fans, and I get that, and I understand why. Um, he was connected to Liverpool and whatnot and other bits and pieces, but personally as a fan, those four years he had, Everton, apart from the few bits and pieces we had under... So to Ken, mm. like she was, I've seen us win a trophy. Yeah. Um, he brought Andre Kanchelskis into the club. Um, yeah. Sort of, yeah, he brought Mike Walker in, but he quickly sort of moved him on and brought Joe Royal in. And personally, mate, that was my most enjoyable period as an Evertonian. Um, yeah. Those two, three years that we had under Royal. Um, mm. Yeah, we had some good times under under Moisey and, 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 you know, through Ken, mate, but... Yeah, I just thought it was a, not poor taste and some fans will be sitting there going, nah, we don't need him. He sold Duncan mm. Fakes and whatever. He, he was a man, my type of character. But personally, yeah. mate, he, he gave me my two, three favourite seasons as an Evertonian. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd like to have paid my respects a little bit more on that. I thought just slightly poor. Some fans mm. will say, no, I didn't deserve anything. But personally, mate, I, I was a young younger fan going going home and away at that time and... Uh, that was some rivalry we were on that that FA Cup winning season. So yeah. um, you know, rest in peace, uh, Mr. Johnson. Personally, I, I thoroughly enjoyed when he was a uh, chairman. 
give me my some of my best seasons as an Evertonian there that I I can remember. So yeah, that's my little respect to him. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Definitely, as we said, you know, thoughts and prayers to their family members there as well. Um, but you know, we'll we'll just come on to the game itself today. So, um, Seamus Coleman makes his three hundred fifty fifth Premier League appearance for the Blues more than any other player now. Um, outstanding, mate. And and today, you know, he still looked like he was at his best today. Um, he had a nice little spat with Tillemans for for most of the second half when when Tillemans came on. Um, and I thought today. You know, he, he just showed like the the fire was still there with him. You know, he, he hasn't lost that tenacity to go at people and really, you know, have a little little scrap with them. And I thought, um, you know, on his three hundred fifty fifth appearance for us in the Premier League, I thought he was outstanding today. Yeah, just to echo what you've said there, mate. You know, summed it perfectly. You know, he's a he's a fantastic character. He's a leader. Um, an absolute bargain when we brought him in. Um, bleeds blue. And, and everything that you'd want in, in an Everton player is certainly what Seamus Coleman has brought to the club, mate, and more. Um, yeah. You know, there's been many a time I've seen him just walking his kids through, sort of like Allerton and stuff like that, and stops and takes pictures. He he just seems a really tough fella. He's always got time for everyone, and um, I think yeah. that, that transpires on the pitch as well, mate. He's, he's wholehearted. Gives us all, and he's a good player as well. Do you know what I mean? I think, yeah, he's sort of like we look at the leadership bit, but I'll tell you what, mm. mate, certainly in his younger days, he was bombing up and down that right side. Um, yeah. fantastic player, you know, my god, he, he owes us nothing, and it's just a shame, dare I say, it, that we haven't won a trophy with him as captain. Yeah. Um, it's a real, mm. real shame that, um, because that for me would push him up into the legend sort of status, um, yeah. I think that word is bandied about a bit too much, legend. But mm. he's certainly one of my most favourite players, mate, of all time. So, um, yeah, thoroughly deserved his banner as well, which I thought was a really, really lovely touch. Um, yeah, fifteen years as a pro at any Premier League club, mate, some going. Um, yeah, we won't see much like that ever again. So, yeah, I think it was lovely for Seamus, and uh, would have been nice if we had the sealed that victory, mate. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Yeah, definitely. And and he's in nice company actually when you think about his appearances. So he, he's top of the list now with three five five, and Howard is on three five four, Osman three five two, Baines three four eight, and Jagielka three two two. So Coleman, Howard, Osman, Baines, Jagielka, all from that same, you know, time frame, the same era of of you know the squad, if you like. Um, it just it's just a shame, as you said there, we didn't win anything with them because. You look at those group of players. That's a core. That's a solid core who've been there for over three hundred games, you know, together as a unit, and we couldn't win anything. Like it's such a such a shame. Like, and it just shows you as well. You know, the recruitment from Moyes. He brought all of them players in: Jagielka, Baines, Osman, Howard, Coleman. You know, that's that's such a unit, and all of them played three hundred plus games. It's just incredible. Like, you know, mate, to to think. You know, I know we all used to refer to him as Dither and Dave and we were probably as frustrated then as we are now with transfers and the state the club's in. But, um, you know, we had two of the best full-backs for years there. Um, yeah. Right through the early part of the 2000s. And, you know, you look at Coleman, you look at Baines, um, those type of players, even Howard, you know. Mm. Right. They all had the moments, every player does, you know what I mean? But fantastic players and it's just a real, real shame that there isn't that one memory. Yeah, we've all got a favourite game, we've all got a favourite European trip, we've all got a favourite yeah. this and that. But mm. nothing compares, mate, and that's why I feel for you guys who 
you know, that 95 for me, which is why I refer back to Peter Johnson, mate. That yep. sticks in your brain. What mm. you had for your breakfast, what happened on the on the coach when you got the it's just it's a day, mate, that just lives with you forever. And yeah, to have had that with those players, mate, would have been unbelievable. Um yep. and it is it is a real shame. And it's it's a real shame that Evertonians are, are you know, since ninety five have not been able to experience that. And and when they say players deserve it and stuff like that, players like Coleman and Baines and Jags yep. and everyone else came out. Ah, they did deserve it, Sophie, mate. And, uh, yeah. That's just the one sour note. They, they were fantastic players, they all are. But, mm. uh, yeah, just the pinnacle of getting that Sophie, mate, would have been out of this world. It really would. Yeah, absolutely, mate, definitely. Yeah, um, but we'll talk about the game itself then. As I said before, very, very physical, intense battle between, you know, most of the teams. There was a lot of rivalries going on, you know, Coleman and McGinn and, and, and Moreno on that side. And Mikhailenko was excellent coming up against Bailey. Um, you know, you, you look at Onana in the midfield, had a good little battle with Louise, and, and then obviously Tarkowski and Ollie Watkins. That was another very intense battle. Um, just nice, good, solid game, like where they, you know, both teams were putting the bodies on the line. Um, I mean, I felt like Villa probably, in honesty, probably deserved to win, I'd say, um, based on the chances that they created. But that's not to say we didn't have our own chances. It's just that, you know, you can see the golfing class between Dyche and Emery. Um, for me, it's there. It's evident to see. Um, but, you know, talking about the game itself, mate, Ollie Watkins had a, a goal offside early on. Um, and, and I think if that had gone in, mate, I'd, I'd have been saying, OK, well, you probably look at maybe 3-0 to Villa if that goes in, if I'm honest. Um, Calvert-Lewin misses an absolute sitter as well. And... It's a fantastic ball through to him. He's clear on goal. And be honest, mate, you know, none of us had confidence looking at that, saying he's going to bury this. And and I don't think he had confidence either. And that's the problem. Um, Such a pathetic miss, it really is. And, you know, it's about time we had that conversation with Calvert-Lewin. Like, he can't score them type of goals. But, um, yeah, Everton now within, you know, zero goals in our last three matches, Paul. Um, Just, you know, tell us your thoughts on the game there. Mate, yeah, and again, I think summed up perfectly there, mate. I mean, it was it was nice to see the the battles. There was a bit of blood and thunder. Tarkovsky from minute one, mate, was was launching himself in. He was strong in in the air. He was strong on the ground, um, and and Brantwaite was mixing it up as well. So I was mm-hmm. loving that, and we all loved that. But it was <laughs> the the saddest thing about the game today for me, mate. Just in summary of this was. It needed one little moment of, of not magic, just where yeah. somebody looked up and picked the pass out. And when we got that, mm. oh, Lewin, it's it's on you, mate. And I'm not saying a striker should score every time the one on one, but from where I was sitting, mate, and I haven't watched the replays on you, you might be able to tell me more here, mate. It looked like Martinez had already moved to the to his left. Yeah, and just had to get a little bit of lift on it, just a, just just a bit. Um, yeah. It was 1-0, and that was the key moment of the whole game for me, mate. Mm. Um, yeah, there was a few melees, and, you know, there was a few scraps and what-ifs, and, and they were close. But that, for me, mate, was was the one. It, it, we all stood still for that second, and when he missed, I couldn't believe it. I mean, the follow-up save was amazing off Ghana from, from where I was sitting, mate. It looked amazing. But yeah, Albert Lewin there, mate. Oh, you've got to be sticking them away. Even if you just yep. put your foot in it, mate, just 
If you're lacking in confidence, you're not confident to hit a corner or dummy mm. the goalie. But the goalie was going down and he still yeah. managed to hit it straight at his foot. Um, great save, but not, not really in my eyes, mate. He just needed to put it, either put your laces through it or just dink it over the keeper. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's coming back to haunt him, like because you know when he when he first broke through, we were saying he's he's not a you know a natural finisher, and no. now we're seeing like the evidence of that like further down the line. Like any natural finisher, even if you're half fit, would score that goal. It's it's on a plate, it's on a silver platter. It's perfect. Um, you know, one on one, and and it and it goes. It makes you think, like because Dice, he's clearly you know put Calvert Lewin on a certain regime, a fitness regime to get him back to fitness. And early on in the season, you're seeing Calvert Lewin was, was at his physical best. But there's no use being at your physical best. And he now looks tired, by the way. There's no use being that physical if you're not going to work on finishing and training. Because even the training videos, he looks less than convincing with the with the finishing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a, absolutely amazing. And I think he's one of those players where, to me, I, I, I might be wrong on this. It, it's like he lacks a little bit of power. Um, yeah. It's like he can't wrap his foot around a shot. You know, like you'd see a striker, like, I know you've, you've got that such a finesse, mate, and, and they'll, they'll find the bottom corner and might mm. the side net, and then you go, oh, what a finish that is. Yeah. And sometimes it just needs you to wrap your foot around it and just smack it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. He's took a yeah. few pens where he's rifled them in the bottom corner, you think. So, yeah, that was a great pen, now. Yeah. And then when he has a shot on goal... More often than not, mate, the the very team, mm. um, and and I know that's a different scenario when you're running through on goal. You, you kind of you're trying to psych the goalie out. He's trying to psych the striker out, and you're guessing which way he's going to put it. Um, but yeah, it just smacks of someone who's out of confidence. But I do agree, mate. That finishing is is not if it's a, if it's a header situation and he's getting his head on a on a cross. I put cut me money on Calvert Lewin most of the time. Yeah. When it comes to that bit, mate, the actual, the art of finishing, you know, there's certain strikers that you watch and, and, and you think, this is in. This is just going to yeah. get me. He's like, go home. This is this is flying in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I don't know what it is with Calvert-Lewin, mate. He, yeah, I think sometimes they say, don't they, things can't be taught and you've just got this natural ability. Yeah. I, I might be arsed in saying this, mate, and, well, but I do think he lacks that little bit of uh, natural prowess, mate, in the area. Yeah. And, I think Carlo got him. Maybe Carlo identified Ancelotti, mate, that that wasn't his game. He just wanted them in, in the six-yard box to be on the end of a cross to tap it in. So yeah, it was more, absolutely. It was more predator-like, do you know what I mean? And maybe mm. that is what we've got on our hands, mate. Um, yeah. But Dice's style of play is not going to cater for that because he's going to get one chance, mate, and we need them to, to bury it every game. So Absolutely, mate, yeah. Spot on. Difficult, you know, and, isn't it, mate? It is me because his all-round game is very, very good. You know, don't get me wrong; he's he's brilliant at everything else that he does in holding the ball up and yeah. you know making runs down the channel. And you know, he's big and strong. All that is fantastic. But if you can't score a chance like that, I'll give you an example. Like Yelovich, if Yelovich was on that chance today, that's a goal, hundred percent. Like Yelovich wasn't the greatest player, and he was, you know, by far lacking in terms of what Calvert Lewin can do in, in his all-round game. But what he was good at was putting that in the back of the onion in the, in the net. You know what I mean? It was just oh, it was so a goalie. So hey, mate, listen, you you know yourself. Listen, all our fans give Romelu Lukaku. He doesn't try. 
Mate, if Romelu Lukaku's going through on goal here, he'd have took the net with the ball. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, mm. Literally, we are just waiting for the net to bulge. Yeah, literally. absolutely. Either put it, either, either just put it, his laces through it, mate, or either, either, either dinked it, either, either scored. I'm not bothered, he would have. Um, yeah, 100%. You know, you get a striker like that, mate, That's you, you pay your 80, 90 million, and I know they don't all come off, and I know people will probably go, Darwin Nunes and whatever, but he's always in the positions, mate, and... Mm. Getting balls in like Liverpool are creates, it's a different game. We yeah. need a striker who can take a chance, mate, and convert it. Um, yeah. And I know they're a premium, but uh, I don't know. Um, I struggle. I think it's that. time for the Calvert Lewin to have a bit of a rest. I'd take him out for definitely for the Palace game, mate. Um, I'd like to see Beto start that one. I think on on Wednesday when in the cup. And yep. if, if Beto nets a couple of times, mate, then he should be kept in for the next game, mm-hmm. in my yep. opinion. Because um, it'll breed a little bit of confidence for him and the team. Um, it, it's a difficult one, mate, because it was a day where Villa, Villa you can see how far they progressed. So, you know, they've, they've, they're strong in the tackle. They can pass the ball well. They've got pace. Um, mm. They are dangerous. But I think we handled them quite well. Um, yep. defensively I thought you know the lads gave everything and bar a couple of moments you know we were okay um, yep. the game itself as a whole mate, it, was, it was a bit of a bore fest if I'm honest I think mm. it's a great point don't get me wrong I'm, I'm probably happy with the point but it was a very uh, it was a non-entity game and yeah. I just wish our players could find each other more with a pass <laughs> it's, mm. it's, it's someone, I think we've spoken about this before as well Um you know, you sit there and watch and you just think, come on, lads, just get a little bit of a, a sort of like a combination going and see people yeah. running off the ball. It's like we just, we're just static in position. So, yeah, yeah which I is think weird it's because, one of them. Yeah, sorry, mate. I'm just going to say, which is weird because, you know, you look at that goal, I think it was Newcastle, wasn't it, a few weeks back where we had, what, 21 passes or something and it was yeah. really nice team goal and they looked like they were, you know, oozing confidence and, you know, composure, everything that you want. And then it's gone back to like just being, you know, hot potato and, and losing the ball. It, it just doesn't, there's no consistency with it. Like you just don't know how they're going to turn up with that. No, mate, and, and, and that's right. And I, I think we lost a lot of width today. It was weird because I was trying to work. I didn't see the um, the lineup before, and John. So when I was looking through, it looked like we'd started with a back three. Yeah. Because um, Coleman was really tucked in. And that was given license to their left back. Well, well, obviously their full backs and the wingers to, to really push high. And more often than not, there was never a blue shirt around them. Um mm. so I think the formation wise when it started looked a little bit off from the start, mate. Yeah. And that didn't help. Because yeah. literally when we were getting the ball, it was all in the centre of midfield and that was just congested. So mm-hmm. there was there was no width um from the off from that formation from that point of view. Yeah, uh, Harrison was floating in field. Coleman was tucked in, so it, it was. A bit, I couldn't make it out. And, and to be fair, we were all asking each other in the ground, going, "Anyone have got any idea what formation this is, mm. um, and what the tactics are?" Because we could not work it out, mate. So um, yeah. I think that gave Villa a bit more license to to get it wide, and and every time McGinn got it, he was looking for his wingers. So. Mm. Yeah, a bit of a frustrating game to be honest, mate. And um, I agree. Yeah. I think Villa. Villa are showing they are a top team. They, they've got good players. Um, mm. and, and again, sort of, uh, you know, it, it's not a terrible point. It's just 
for me, walking out the ground there, I thought maybe if we did up the tempo a bit, we could have took something out that game more. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I think Villa weren't completely at it, if I'm honest. So, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm a bit, I'm a bit annoyed and, and a, a little bit gutted, as well as it being a good point, mate. I just think uh, sometimes if you do go for it, even mm. having Calvert Lewin and better up top, I don't know. Um, yeah, definitely. Just go for it sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Just, just go yeah. for it. Absolutely, uh, mate. Yeah, especially at home. Like you know, we we're looking at the stats here, and we we had two shots on target at home. And I know you're playing against Aston Villa, but you can't allow any team, in my opinion, I don't care who it is, any team in the land to have seventy percent possession, and you only have two shots on target at home. It's your ground, like, and you know, again, Villa, very good team, got a very good coach, but you're just thinking, why are we always constantly? Like trying to be the underdog, and I know people are going to scream at me, say it's the squad; they're not good enough. They can only play a certain way, whatever. But at home, mate, you've just got to try and do something a little bit different, and just try and have a go at them. You know, Decore was back today as well, mate. You know, and you know he had that chance there at the end. I think it was eighty-eight minutes. Um, great ball from Branthwaite, and Decore was just a yard offside, but he absolutely buried that chance with his left foot, and he showed Calvert Lewin how to do it. Like, what did, what did you make of uh, Decore today? Yeah, do you know what? It was great to have the Corey back, mate. And um, probably haven't been as big as fan in the, in the previous years, mate. But it just shows how important he is. And I think a stat was put up, wasn't it, mate? Uh, you know, sort of when he's in the team, invariably we do get a result. Um, so you know, he's he's a he's a good player. He, you know, he doesn't give the opposition a minute. He, he's constantly running. He's got a great engine on him, and uh, it was brilliant to see him back, mate. If I'm honest, um, yeah. And that that one at the end, I. I didn't see the flag at the time. I was too busy <laughs> celebrating, and then it went off. So um, he did. He buried it, mate. He really did. He wrapped his left foot around it, which is unusual for him. Um, yeah. And absolutely buried it. But to be fair, he, he jogged away. He knew it was offside. We didn't. Yeah. So, uh, it was a bit of an uh, anti-climax. But um, no, it was great to see him back, mate. And, and Unfortunately, oh, he he does fall into that category with the the old ball at his feet, mate. In terms of uh, getting passes off, and he, he was mm. quite wasteful. Maybe he's just coming back from his injury, but I think I've seen and and you will have seen him in the past, mate. He he isn't the best in terms of uh, his distribution. So yeah, but if he scores a goal, mate, you you're not bothered, are you? That's what you, you want to win a game. So That's um, it, mate. yeah, you know you'd have to look at it sort of in in those terms, but. Now, well, we're just lacking some real creativity there, mate. And, um, mm. you know, he'd, he'd score more to Corey if we did have that sort of technical type of player in the middle. Yeah. You know, win 100%. the ball. You see our lads there, mate, today win the ball and look around. No one's moving. Who do you give the yeah. ball to? Go back to, to the defenders, back to Pickford. He just launches it up front. Mm. Um, you know, we are missing that little bit of guile in the midfield. So, um, and that's where yeah. Villa were different. They were getting it to him again. Um, Douglas Louise and, you know, they were finding finding their shirts, mate, with each pass. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a little bit disheartening at times. But, no, in terms yeah. of the quality, mate, I was absolutely made up to see him back. And uh, hopefully on the road, we can start picking up some more wins as well. We haven't half missed yeah. them. Hopefully, mate. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we look at the positives, you know, it's another clean sheet. Um, if you, if you like, and I thought Michalenko in particular was very good. Branthwaite again was was absolutely solid. Um, I enjoyed watching the battle between Tarkowski and and Watkins. And to be fair, the referee was a, a bit shit as well. He booked Tark- Tarkowski for 
you know, he, he was getting pulled, and then he went in and he and he clearly got a, a won the ball uh, by the corner flag there, and he gets a yellow card for it. And I'm just thinking, like, why, why has he got a yellow card for that? Like, that was perfect. But um, yeah. no, that was I enjoyed that watching that little battle between them two as well. Yeah, listen, mate, they, they definitely it was a it was a wholehearted effort by the team. Um, I certainly wouldn't wouldn't be negative in that respect. It's just sometimes, mate, it's just frustrating, isn't it, in terms of mm. just wanting a little bit more, isn't it? You know, you understand yeah. the, the situation we're in. You understand that the set of players we've got is the set of players that are going to finish the seat. And, you know, you're hoping, aren't you, one of them can pull off a moment. And mm. it's just a shame today when we did do that, as I say, mate, it's, it's going back to the Calvert-Lewin chances, isn't it? Those yeah. chances come, you know, rarely when you're playing a team like Villa or... You know, mm. your cities and stuff like that. So it's just a real shame that when we did get that little moment of, of you know, quality, I suppose, in the Dan yeah. pass, then, mm. um, you know, it'd just be nice to see us suck them ones away. Um, yep. But no, listen, they, they, all, they, they battled. I think the defence as a whole, mate, were, were fantastic today. Never stopped. Some of the blocks they put in, I think it was Michalenko's towards the end. Yeah. What a block that was, mate. Um, Outstanding, yeah. No, the lad had had a head injury, and, and here he is, just literally launching himself in the way, putting his face mm. in there, going up for headers. Um, no, I can't, I can't knock him, mate. And again, <laughs> I've been critical of every player of Everton I've ever had, but it, you know, I'm critical <laughs> of him, mate. Oh, he was terrible. No, the lad's, um, the lad's showing us that he's got real quality, and um, today, mate, he, he grounded out today. It was fantastic. Mm. Um, you know, we was up against some some pacey wingers and. You know, they were doubling up on him um, at times yeah. and he just handled it well. So it's fantastic to to see him back to his best, mate. And the defenders as a whole, mate, not one of them put a foot wrong today. They were brilliant. Yeah, absolutely, mate, definitely. I mean, if we look at the table now, um, you know, we're sitting in 17th place. Um, Brentford, too, we've got, you know, we've played two more games than Brentford, who were in 16th there. Um, and, you know, we've played one more than Luton. I'm not gonna lie, mate. I'm I'm getting a bit twitchy, really. I'm I'm looking at this table, thinking, Jesus Christ, especially with the, you know, David Ornstein's just tweeted before, you know, we we're, we're gonna find out on Monday, um, if we've been found of another breach of profits and sustainability rules. But I'm I'm getting nervous, mate. I really am. Like I'm, you know, looking at the table. As I say, Brentford did a good team. We played two more games than them. We're in seventeenth. Luton, you know, playing very very well this season. I am scared, like I really am. That makes it now. Um, that news that's coming through there, mate, has, has took me off my feet in fairness. Um, yeah. I think we've seen the tweets that have been coming through from the air today in terms of, you know, we are compliant uh, with the sustainability rules and, you know, we're, we're looking good and the COVID years dropped off and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then you see that come through and all, all of a sudden, you know, the walls come crashing in again. Mm. And you're thinking, when are we going to catch a break with this club? Yeah. Um, you know, I know it hasn't been confirmed yet, but, you know, in terms of reliability, you know, we're saying he, he's he's decent on Steen and things like that. So, mm. <laughs> back now, you sort of, you, you're drained again. You're thinking now, because I think I think the Premier League announced, didn't they, they're going to look at this at the end of the season and yeah. those sanctions will be looked at over the summer. So, you could start the next season on a negative figure again. So, mm. when do we catch a break, mate? When when does this club stop punching us in the face? Um, 
because that's all it feels like we get from them. You, yeah, you go to the wall for them, and it's just constant. Um, I don't know misery. Yeah, sometimes it is. Where it is, mate. Where does it come? Where does it all end, mate? I don't know where it ends. Does it end in administration? Does it end in <laughs> the club liquidating? I don't know. Um, but it just seems now if this is true. Which at the, at the time of doing this, mate, we don't know if it's 100% too, but it is. It, it seems to be hot news. Um, mm. You know, what? where do we go from that, mate? Because the whole mood then shifts, doesn't it, from the deduction we just had on the appeal to then breaching the rules again. Yeah. Um, and I agree, you know, unfortunately, we're trapped now. Clubs, I think, I think I've been reading over the weekend about Newcastle. Mm. They're looking at it. They look like they, they may breach. Um, yeah. They might have to offload one of their bigger players in the summer. Yeah. Well, welcome to our world. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You try and compete with them at the top, mate. Their revenues are too far in advance for us to, to recover and, and, and challenge. Yeah. I don't know how that can ever be brought into a level playing field. It doesn't seem like it could ever be. Chelsea can spend a billion quid. Oh, there's, yeah. a, there's a hint that they may have breached. A billion mm. pounds, mate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in is that a little over a, a year they've spent a billion? Yeah, something like that, mate. And and don't forget they got a billion written off as well when the new owner came in, just for just for jokes as well. There yeah, you go. Just, just a bit. You know what I mean? Look at that. So how, how do you ever compete on that level, mate? And and this isn't bitterness. This is just you can put rules in, but you're putting it in at a point where those teams that are at the top end, mm. eating from the top table, mate, are too far ahead. Yeah, you, you can't recover if you spend a couple hundred mil now, mate. You're staring down the battle of a gun mm. in terms of breaching the sustainability rules, and then you'll try and get a new owner in. They're not allowed to spend. You can bring yeah. sponsorship in. You're not allowed to have sponsorship deals that are deemed too high because mm. that's suspicious. So they can block that. Yeah. Um. You know, I don't know where it ends, mate. I don't know where the light is at the end of the tunnel at the moment. It just seems like the the, the light or the little glimmer of light we had. Is receding again, um, yeah. and you know you look at that lovely new stadium we should be moving into in about a year's time. Mm. You know it seems a, a hell of a long way away, mate, in terms of the positive aspects. And uh, yeah, if this is true, if this is true, mate, I honestly don't know where we go from here. I really don't. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Yeah, it's uh, it's looking bleak, and we we've seen um, you know news during the week that Everton. As a club, we've appointed one of the UK's top barristers, um, Lawrence Rabinowitz, or whatever you call him. But um, yeah, I mean, let's hope he's the best in the business, like, because we're going to fucking need him. <laughs> That's for sure. But, <laughs> the yeah, only thing I, I can I, say I, on that, mate, is if you're a top shot, you know, big shot lawyer, then surely you weigh up a case and go, well, if, if I go for this case and it's looking dodgy, then it's not going to look good on my resume, is it? Or yeah. whatever, and, you know, my CV if, if, if I fail. So, yeah, maybe there's something there when you look at it that way, mate. I know they get paid, you know, vast sums of money, but mm. you know, a reputation can be tarnished if you're getting into bed with the wrong people. So, yeah. if Everton have been acting untowardly, and it's it's there for all to see, then I'm sure a, a lawyer of that statue, mate, would 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 say, no, that's not for me. I'm not touching that. Yeah, um, you'd like to think so. Yeah, I just say he's got a reputation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I can only hope, mate, that he can get us out of some some of this shit we're in because. If we're going to be piling more on in the summer, mate, then uh, we're going to need all that help we can get, lads. So, Absolutely, um, mate, yeah. 
What is it you said just before we came on as well? You said we're going to need OJ's lawyer or something. <laughs> Honestly, mate, it, it feels like that. Mate, it I really know. Does. Everton are wearing OJ's gloves. <laughs> Let's just stare. Uh... I don't know. I'm just stare. If you don't laugh, you'll cry. Honestly, I feel like going on our living room and just smashing the place up. <laughs> um... I know, mate. The, the amount of TVs that's gone since I've been supporting Everton, I'm telling you. It's a joke. Um, the other um... thing is, as well, only Luton have got a lower net spend in the past three years than Everton, which is just bonkers. Only Luton have got a lower net spend than Everton in the last three years. I mean, what the hell? Like, how, how can we possibly still getting it piled on if that's the case I, I genuinely don't know what the rules are I don't really know it feels like they just make it up as they go along every season Chelsea have been shit for fucking three or four years now you know and Nottingham Forest are in the same situation as us now as well Um, it's just madness mate and you know this is why again I was so angry about us going out of the cup to Fulham because that was like a little, you know, it, it was a nice thing. Do you know what I mean? It's the only nice thing that we've got to cling on to, you know. And if we'd have got through that, we could have potentially gone into a semi final, you know. And, and and we, as fans, you know, we need nice things now. And that was one of them. And we fucking blew it. So that's why I was so angry at the Fulham game there. But, you know, even with the Palace game and the we here, you know, Calvert Lewin got sent off last week. Okay, he got the red card rescinded. But, um, it's going to remain on the record this season, that red card, which doesn't make any sense to me. So Never if he gets dismissed like again, it's madness, mate. If he gets sent off again, he's going to get an extra match ban for getting a card rescinded. I just don't understand. It's fucking stupid. What's so, that all about, I mate? Mean, seriously. And, and we're supposed to have faith in these people ruling this game. This wonderfully simple game that we all love and has been in, in our lives forever. Um, and in all our family's ancestry, and these people have come in with money and complicated it and destroyed it. Yeah, and and I don't know why. It it's such an an easy game, isn't it? You know, it, it's yeah. sort of it doesn't need all this bollocks and mm. finance and millions throwing at it. It should just be kids coming through, playing, loving it, moving in, playing for the club you've always loved if you've got the talent. Yeah. Um. Not for the money, for the glory. But it, it's mm. just, it's like it's 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 had the, the life and soul pulled out of it, football, mate. And if I'm honest, and I know you guys have been saying it on the group chat, mate, as well. It it it, I'm falling out of love with it rapidly. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, it's it sort of it. It was hard today, mate. And I'm not. Some fans will listen and go, ah, you know, you shouldn't be a fan or whatever, but. It was hard to get out to, to leave the house today, mate, to go. Yeah. Genuinely ran through my mind about not going today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Sitting there this morning, mate, and I thought, you know what? I can't be bothered. Um, mm. and, that, and that's the way it's so, it's it's not for the love of Everton, mate. We, we go, you know, we go to our graves loving Everton, but the game itself, football yeah. itself, there's a few VAR things today, wasn't there, mate? And you're thinking, draw the line, was he offside? Mm. Yeah, and it took I don't know what it took me like four minutes, and it's just mm. like, what are you doing? Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was offside, but why? If it's offside, mate, how does it take that long to yeah. tell me? I, I don't know. Um, mm. you know, well, I thought you know they're going to sort of like fingernails and stuff like that when they're drawing the lines, and, and it's it's just yeah, you, you get on the wrong end of some decisions, mate, during the day, but it, it it's taken away that buzz of scoring a goal. Yeah. Um. 
you're waiting for the flag. Oh, is it is he offside or is it a VAR? Mm. Um, you know, someone broke an eyelash. It, it's just ridiculous, mate. Um, yeah, and I don't know. Other fans of other clubs look at this mate and things like that, but maybe just because we're on the end of so much shite at the moment. Mm. But um, it just looks like it's coming from all angles, John and uh, yeah, it's it's starting to hurt, mate. It's 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 a it's a terrible terrible thing at the moment. It's just mm. a game that you go, you socialize, you have fun, you let off some steam, but now it's you stressing about everything about the club, yeah. the finances, the people who own it, the mm. Premier League, the corrupt. The big six. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been talking yeah. today in the game, and I'll, I'll, I'll start ranting. Look, a few lads were saying, you know what? Let the, the European Super Ones go. Do you yeah. want? Take the Premier League with you. Get mm-hmm. restructure it. Take the yeah. money out of it. Get a mm-hmm. basic TV deal. We watch young scousers. We've got a, a scouse once or eleven on the field. Young yeah. lads who love the game. You start enjoying going the game again. You could even say go down to Scotland and invite all them and go, look, let's just form one big league, bring all the teams yeah. in, mm. big British league, and let's go back to grassroots and, and get yeah. rid of all this poison and filth that's running through the game and have destroyed yeah. it. All Absolutely. your Russians and oligarchs and take your billions and just go away and give us the mm. game back. Don't yeah. ask anymore, it's boring. Hundred percent, mate. Yeah, it's it's fuck. It, it is dull. It really is. Like, there's only so much you can. And, and the thing is, like, it, it comes across as like we're just being, you know, negative all the time, just moaning about these things. But this is the game now. This is what it's become. So how can we possibly avoid talking about situations and moaning about situations? It's it's just the way it is now. Um, and as you said, mate, a lot of us, including myself, it, it's getting harder and harder to be motivated to even watch an Everton game at the moment. And or football in general, you know, Barcelona playing Real Madrid today, mate, and I'll be honest, I, I couldn't give a shit because I just don't like football at the moment. It, that's the way it's gone. Um, you're right, mate. You're right, and I didn't even know they were playing on that. How disinterested I've been in checking out the, the footy and who's yeah. playing today and that. I didn't even know. You know what I mean? Literally. Um, yeah. You know, you sort of, I used to love all I used to watch all the Spanish football and, mm. you know, sort of who's playing our oh, big game in Germany today and stuff like that. So I watch it. it. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. To be fair to the Germans, mate, if you if you delve into their football, you know, I think their football is probably one of the most untouched in terms of that type of thing. Um, yeah. You know, they, they are sort of like, they have protected their game by allowing mm. sort of a percentage of fans to be. Owners yep. of the club. Um, if I'm right in saying that, I think that's what it is. Uh, there's a certain percentage that's held back, so these people can't just do what they like with clubs. Um, yep. But it's just like ours, our, our traditions and our standards of football clubs has gone down the toilet mm. just for these self-serving business people to come in and do what they yep. like with our game. Yep. It's, it's not short of awful, mate. And, and as you said before, John, it's not because... You know, our club is, is is sort of got a lot of negativity around it. I just mm-hmm. think the game itself, you look at other clubs who were who are getting it and, and certainly we're not gonna be the last mate on the you know, the breaches of, of the P and L and stuff like that. So it'd be interesting to see what happens with these other clubs. <laughs> Us as well, if we, if we are getting done for the second time. So yeah. um and again, what where does that leave you then, mate, when we get done by that and we get another ten points next season, but on minus ten. Yeah. Next August, if if we're guilty, 
Mm. Going into a new ground as well. Jesus Christ. It's shocking. It's just awful, mate. And, and you know, again, it, it doesn't make sense because, you know, the Premier League, we're, we're supposed to be working alongside us to make sure we don't go over these things over the last two years or whatever it is. So if that's the case, like, then we've been led astray, haven't we? You know, there's someone there who's been chatting shit to us and, and taking us up a garden path here. Um, but, you know, another point here that a couple of people have pointed out on Twitter, Blainsey's another one, um, who at the Premier League is leaking this stuff to the journalists first before the Premier League comes out? Because there's someone in there who's, who's clearly, you know, making it known or telling Ornstein, you know, getting on the blower to him and saying, listen, put this out there because it's just be, it's just beyond the joke, mate. But anyway, you know, we're trying, we're trying to look ahead. So all we can look at, you know, is the football, mate. And... <laughs> <laughs> it's easier said than done, you know. It's just it's a joke. But anyway, our next game is Crystal Palace in the cup on Wednesday. Um, you know, like to see a few changes. Maybe Gomez, you know, Beto's got to start, and you know, just try and mix it up a little bit. Um, you know, McNeil was back today, so hopefully he can get a few more minutes in the tank there. Maybe even you know play a full game. I don't know. And then we've obviously got Fulham away, which is a tough game. Spurs, another tough game. Man City away, another tough game, and then Palace again. There's a lot of tough games coming up, mate. Um, it's it's going to be a grim, <laughs> a grim rest of January and February, if I'm honest with you. Looking at the fixtures, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm just hoping that you know Dice can get them, you know, creating a lot of chances again. Like I said, we only had two shots on target. You know, a few weeks back we were saying, oh, we've had 15 shots there, whatever. You know, I don't know. We've just got to try and turn it around and get points on the board and stop us all worrying a little bit. But um. Yeah, we'll we'll leave it there for now, and you know, no doubt there'll be a couple of other transfer rumours coming up as well that we can touch on in in future podcasts as well. But yeah, Paul, appreciate your time, mate, as always. Um, you know, and we'll catch you in the next one. Evan, are we? Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Everton Army podcast. If you like what you've heard, then please share it with your blue friends and family. And don't forget to rate, subscribe and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help us out as we build this thing up. You can always catch us on Twitter by searching for at EAWpodcast. And if you have anything else you'd like to discuss, you can reach us via email at EAWpodcast at gmail.com dot com.